gospel of Jesus. Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Every disciple of Jesus has an inheritance. An inheritance that is received at the point of saying yes to Jesus as their personal Lord and Saviour. That moment we become a disciple of Jesus, we receive our inheritance. Yet it is the daily journey to know and experience him more and come into a greater reality of that inheritance. So inheritance number two, sanctified. Sanctified through the Bible has several meanings. It can refer to the actions of God and Christ Jesus. God is declared to have sanctified the person and mission of Christ and also his people. Sanctified is being set apart to make holy for service to God. Sanctification is a work of God by his spirit. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 12. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. The Apostle Paul uses the term inherit the kingdom in two other letters. One is in regards to our future inheritance of our resurrected glorified bodies. The other, as is the letter to the church in Corinth at the point of receiving Jesus. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 23. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The similarities between Paul's letter to the church in Galatia and the church in Corinth cannot be ignored. Paul's concern is about living in the reality of our present inheritance. In his letter to the churches in Galatia, Paul links inheritance to living in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, having crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Remember, it's a work of the Spirit. To help us receive and live in the reality of our inheritance in both letters, Paul begins with the works of the flesh. The identity that humanity has before receiving and believing in Christ Jesus. It's all about identity. Prior to the destiny, prior to the defining act of receiving Jesus, we are identified with our selfish desires and actions. The Apostle Paul calls it entangled with the yoke of bondage. A yoke is a coupling or joining together in slavery or servitude. The picture of a yoke is very descriptive of our identity before we receive Jesus. Totally bound, identified with and joined together or controlled by that yoke. The deception of pride convinces our selfish desires or our flesh that we are in control that we can control that thing. However, they attach themselves to us, become part of us, and take us on their pathway of destruction. They become the controlling force in one's life. The flesh or selfish desires can never be satisfied. It is a never-ending downward spiral of destruction through deception and shame. Remember, the Apostle Paul is writing to Christians, all who have received Jesus and his Spirit. The church in Corinth had seen a great move of God, yet the deception of pride and self still has its claws in the church. The church in Galatia was also bound in self and pride. As a result, they were in conflict over legalism, Legalism of the law and Jewish rituals. In both his letters, Paul outlines the negative works of selfish desires to emphasize what they have been set free from. There is no condemnation. This is what we've been set free from at the point of receiving Jesus. We no longer have our identity in such things. Every work of the flesh or self is abuse, either self-abuse or abuse of another or both. It destroys both body, soul and relationships. They have no place in his kingdom. This is not necessarily a complete list of the works of the flesh. That's not Paul's intent of the letter. It is not to cause further bondage and bring legalism into the church. It is to remind the church, remind us today, what we have been set free from, 
to truly set us free. Paul urges every Christian to live in the reality of the truth of who Jesus is and what he's done. The yoke has been broken. As we surrender our selfish desires, come into a greater knowledge and live in the experience that Jesus has crucified our flesh in his life, death and resurrection. He says, come, drink freely his living waters, the spirit of life, and be transformed into a new creation. Yes, it is a daily process of surrender of selfish desires or the flesh. Doing life in the power of his resurrection through surrender. Selfish desires or the flesh and the fruit of the spirit are in complete opposite to each other. The flesh destroys, depresses and consumes. The spirit gives sustaining life, inspires and transforms. In both of these lists, Paul is not concerned about salvation. He is writing to those who have already received Jesus. This has nothing to do with salvation. Paul is concerned about their sanctification and the things that block the transforming work of God in every believer. The words Paul uses in the list are the former identity of the things that attach themselves to our identity. They are not actual practices of such things or the participation of the action of the flesh. Therefore, Paul is not talking about incidents. He is talking about identity and being set free from such lusts. Sanctification in this context is living in the fullness of what is our rightful inheritance in Christ Jesus, in this life and the next. Paul is dealing with conflicts within the church. Some of them were already living in the transforming reality of the spirit, yet some of them were still identifying themselves with the flesh. The fact is, when we receive Jesus, our identity is in him. Jesus made the way for us to receive. Let us read again 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Notice past tense. The gift of inheritance and the work associated with it has been done by God. This is not a future inheritance. It is to live in freedom and victory of Christ Jesus in this life washed. We have been cleansed from the filth of the past and having an identity in it. Sanctified, set apart from past identity, a child of God, declared holy, a treasured possession. Justified, declared righteous of equal justice and rightness with Jesus. How is this all possible? 
all three are the work of the Holy Spirit made possible in the name and identity of our Lord Jesus Christ. All three are our new reality. Each day we are being established in his truth, rooted in his love and transformed in his power. As we surrender our selfish desires or the flesh and receive more of him, we live in the fullness of our inheritance now. We are to remember he has brought us out of having our identity in the flesh to have our identity in him. Not only have our identity in him, but he has his identity in us. He took on our identity in becoming human and sacrificed his life so that we could take on his identity. Washed, sanctified, justified. Out of this truth, the flesh has no place and no part of our identity in him. By his spirit, in the identity of our Lord Jesus, we live in the transforming and liberating reality of this truth. To be totally free, each disciple of Jesus needs to come to their Garden of Gethsemane moment, the surrender of flesh, the surrender of selfish desires. Not my will, Father, that yours be done. Through this daily surrender of the flesh with its passions and desires, the power of them over us is broken. Chains are loosed, being established in his truth. In Christ Jesus we are washed, sanctified, justified, no longer a slave to the flesh or selfish desires drinking freely his living waters, each day transformed by his spirit, one with Jesus, one with the Father. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honour, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason? He is not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus became like us, walked the full human experience and suffered rejection, torture and death. God himself became the sacrifice as well as our high priest. He tasted death for all to be restored to glory. The perfection of his great love. We were originally designed for good. In Christ Jesus, we are restored for the better, set apart fulfilling our God-given destiny. Living in dominion over evil and self, 
in reconciled relationships of equality and respect, totally renewed with everlasting life. Jesus is our brother. He identified himself with our human condition. Born as a vulnerable baby dependent on others. Going through the horrible teenage years. He lived amongst foreign troops. Surrounded by the pressures of culture, corruption and abuses of power. He daily witnessed the inequality and injustice of social systems and the hypocrisy of the religious. In this environment, he was falsely accused, crucified at the hands of humanity, the very ones he came to save. He did it all so that we could become one with him. Again, let us read verse 11. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Remember, being sanctified refers specifically to the work or actions of God and Christ. God the Father sanctified the person and mission of Jesus Christ. Through receiving his sacrifice, by his spirit we are sanctified. We are set apart, declared holy, one with Jesus, one with God. He is not ashamed to call us his brethren, whether male or female, we are his brethren. We inherit Jesus' identity and relationship of intimacy with God the Father. God our Father. We are a child of God. This is the perfect will of our Father in heaven. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 to 14. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. His sanctification is forever an inheritance from time now as we receive Jesus' sacrifice of himself. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. May we live in the truth of this reality. Set apart, each one with Jesus and his mission. Washed, sanctified justified for his kingdom and glory forever and ever. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.